Are you guys there? Yeah, we're here. Oh, great. So I was told that you were on Power Rangers. Yes, I actually was. Which era, as they as the uh, Power Rangers fans would call it? Which era? Oh, geez, I was looking at all the eras. I was surprised it even lasted longer than mine. I think it was the <laughs> the first era, the end of the first era, the Zordon so era. So what is that? The Jurassic era? I have no idea. <laughs> the Zordon era is what the yeah. fanboys call it. Yes. Okay, then the Zordon era. Yeah. I I did two episodes, I think. Wow. Wow, that's closer. Well, like, that's closer to Power Rangers than a lot of people we know would want to get to. It's like, uh, you know, Neil and I know know some guys that are like big into Power Rangers. I mean. Buy and dress up in costumes, kind of big, and it's. Well, I'm I'm into Power Rangers, but I'm not nearly that obsessive. Well, there's a lot of helmets involved. Yeah, just on <laughs> that alone. Well, I I mean, like you know, uh, you know, uh, tutorials on how to fashion your own dragon flute, kind of. Bad. Hey, watch no. your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about this right now. <laughs> Why? Your dragon flute? I'm sorry, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right, then would that be the Wild Force era if we're talking about your dragon flute? Um, I never saw Wild Force. Actually. Oh, okay. That would that would be like the first season, the the Dragon Zord. That you oh, summoned okay. the Dragon Zord yes. with the flute. Okay. Dragon Dagger, I believe. I thought it was Thank a you. flute. Okay. Well, <laughs> I thought it was a flute. Well, I'm, well, I'm sure you guys are probably right. I don't know, and you know it's it, it's sort of like it's sort of like a train wreck. You just can't stop watching it. Oh, I'm until sure. you do, and until you do. Oh no. Okay. Here's here's the show image I have uh, planned for the uh, for the post. Oh God. <laughs> oh no. It's oh, it's. No. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow my name got up there. Yikes. <laughs> Neil, how could you? That's terrible. <laughs> Damn. Oh, be forever immortalized in the history of Power Rangers. Yikes. He was immortalized. <laughs> lordy, lordy, lordy. I could not resist. You should have tried harder. Uh, oh god okay so yeah it's uh we're very happy to have everyone here it's because uh because you know it's there's a lot of things i'm gonna say and there's a lot of things i can (coughs) say oh we are gonna have number one is justin that that i remember when i first showed neil a clip of justin the blue turbo ranger and and he was like it's a goddamn kid Let's save this for the actual show. I know, I know. Let's let's actually get started. We, I, I'm I'm about to okay. burst. We'll call it the Power Rangers aficionados. Oh God, yeah.
and uh, welcome to Power Rangers Aficionados. I'm your host. I'm your host Ben, and I'm joined by TV's Mr. Neil, JT from Saskatoon. Oh, Saskatoon is in the room, and uh, Matt. And tonight we will be talking about something that is related to animation. It's uh, Power Rangers. How's it related? Simple. Both are rely heavily on imported Japanese footage with bad American acting. Bravo. I was wondering how that would come together. Well, and also, as we have discovered, you know, Power Rangers, it's all Robotech's fault. Oh, because talk to me about this. How is this Robotech's fault? Neil? <laughs> Tony Oliver, the voice of Rick Hunter, okay. produced the show. Oh, no kidding. Yep. Really? Well, I thought you were going to blame, like, Ultraman or Spectre-Man or something. Oh, it's, it's actually partially Spider-Man's fault because before... Sp- because Spider-Man had Japanese live-action series, which, if you watch the intro, you get you get the same reaction I do if you've never seen it before. Like, okay, this doesn't look too bad. They got the costume right. Okay, the actors doesn't look too bad. Holy shit, what's Spider-Man doing with a giant robot? Hey, now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the thing is this. Before Spider-Man, all the Sentai heroes didn't have giant robots. Spider-Man was the first one, and then after that, all of them had to start have them. Okay. All so right. it's Spider-Man's fault and Robotech's fault. I wouldn't. I wouldn't entirely blame Robotech because that's like blaming Carl Masick, and Carl Masick didn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> no, if, yeah. if if he thought this was going to happen, he probably would have shot uh, uh, Tony Oliver. He was like, uh, "See you guys later. I'm going to go dub the dirty pair." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not, they opened the door. No one invited Power Rangers in. You, oh, ain't that blame, the truth? If you if you want to blame someone, you blame Haim Saban because he's the one that brought it over. Saban actually has has a bit of uh, restraint. I mean, they almost made Sailor Moon. Oh boy, <sighs> with the flying wheelchairs with the freaking laser beams. <laughs> wow, the wheelchairs of doom. Yes, the four wheelchairs of the apocalypse. I didn't put the lasers on that picture. I <laughs> forgot to do that. It looked like they were on there, so I didn't say anything. Oh. But uh, I digress. Uh, Power Rangers. Uh, there are what people would call eras in Power Rangers. And uh, before we get to those eras, there are some terminology that uh, that is across nearly all the Power Rangers series that we had to cover first. Such as? Morpher. Morpher. Morphing Grid. Viewing Globe. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Horvitz. Zord. Megazord. Battleizer. What do these Die words? a virgin. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> those, are, those are the terms in Power Rangers fandom you have to be uh, familiar with before you really talk about this show. <laughs> it all started with a, with a show that was on afternoon television. Competing against <laughs> the likes of real, you know, real children's television like Batman the Animated Series and uh, the uh, Fox Spider-Man series. Oh, okay. Which, which we love. Oh, I, I've heard you guys love that show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, what you do, what you get is a bunch of um, early 20s uh, actors that pretend they're teenagers. And uh, 
you know, you have a black guy play a black ranger and Asian chick play a yellow ranger. and That was awful. <laughs> in their defense, I don't think they did that intentionally. I think that was just... Yeah, they did See, say in some interviews that that wasn't intentional. It's just the way it worked out. But yeah, then well, you does that make debunked. that any better or any worse? I don't know. I think it just uh, just proves the the fallibility of man. Like just wow, because I mean, then you got uh, the Red Rangers, the red blooded young American boy, and you got the bright blue eyed smart kid with the glasses. And well, how do you explain the dude that was the Green Ranger, Tommy? He's Jewish. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, they did wow. have an episode with a green candle, so. <laughs> <laughs> so. Is that Kwanzaa then? What are we talking about now? No, uh, uh, they, uh, if you really want to know, the green candle plays into how they rid the green ranger of his powers, and then they brought him back as the white ranger. Who oh, in so the episode... that's how that worked? Okay. Yeah. Well, the it... funny thing is the white ranger costume was actually from the Sentai series after whatever Sentai series the original Power Rangers costumes came from. Yeah. All they did was they, they only took the White Ranger costume from the next series and all the other characters wore the costumes from the previous series. And, you know, so, actually the funny thing is... So the that Sen- one was the cool one? So they just ran with that? Well, the, the funny thing is uh, most Power Rangers slash uh, Super Sentai fans, the ones that are fans of both, actually get really pissed off about that. This is like fandom civil war kind of shit here. That, that, that's what that thing is. It's, it's funny. Wow. Uy. No, please, I'm the newbie. Please continue. See, when this show started, I, I, it proved to me that I'm very bad at guessing the, the destiny of uh, most television programs because I saw the first episode, I'm like, oh, this won't last a season. And then it went on for two seasons and it spawned a movie. I'm like, Okay, the movie's out. This series is done. And it just kept going and, and going, going and going. And it did another movie and it's still on the air and I'm like I can't I can't predict these things. See, I completely agree with you cuz I figured once the movie came out, that would be like it's 15 minutes and then I'm doing a little research for this and it spawned like 20 different versions of this. Well, yeah, cuz Well, the thing play. is the thing is this, it's actually really cheap to produce but all, because all you do is hire really bad American actors, bring in, all, bring in these costumes and sets from Japan and footage from Japan. And, you know, it, it's it's a lot cheaper than the tattooed uh, alien fighters from Beverly Hills. Oh, dear God. Oh, God. <laughs> you had to bring that up. Oh, dude, you put it in my head. Well, I could also bring up VR Troopers and uh, Masked Rider while we're at it. I'd oh, sooner watch VR Troopers than Tattooed Teenage Alien Fighters. From Beverly Hills. Yes. <laughs> Damn, I think, I think that, shows, that show's biggest claim to fame, they had Jaja Gabor in an episode. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> See, I don't even know what you're talking about, but that's hysterical. Just look <laughs> it up later and scar yourself on your own time, Matt. Oh, thank you. Did she need to make rent or something? What was up with that? Probably. <laughs> Plastic surgery and Botox doesn't pay for itself. <laughs> oh, God. No, like, when the the first movie came out, I thought it was going to be over. Yeah, the first you know, movie also had some startlingly bad CGI in it. I remember that much. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, still better CGI than what came in the second one, which is technically a lead-in to the Power Rangers Turbo series. 
Yeah, that's the funny thing. The first movie wasn't in the show's continuity. As it, like People act like this show actually has stable continuity, and it really doesn't. But the first show wasn't in the show's continuity. But the second one actually is. So, you know, it's sort of like giving uh, kids homework. You have to watch the movie to understand where you, the second where that turbo season comes from and all this. Well, you got to reel them in. Yeah. It Give also them a little taste. Us, yeah, gave us probably the most annoying superhero character ever in just in the Blue Ranger. Yes, he has he has the whole Captain Marvel thing going where he actually yeah. gets an adult body when he morphs. Well, when you think about it, just the Power Rangers are all on steroids anyhow, so it's a somewhat logical assumption. It's like, hey, let's see what happens when you give it to the kid. Holy crap, he grew six feet. <laughs> the, 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 my favorite reaction ever is when I showed that to Neil, and Neil was like, the kid? Yeah. I want to make a video where they have that, guys, I'm the new Blue Ranger, and all of a sudden, nuclear explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom. Yeah. See, and, and as bad as the Turbo series was, that's not the series that almost made me stop watching. It's not? <laughs> I, I I hung on all the way to Wild Force, and I watched Wild Force, and I swear to God, I was, if they get any more over the top with this acting, I am going to stop watching well, this series. The, the, funny thing, the funny thing about Wild Force is, is they actually had an episode. I never watched this episode, but I know the lead into this episode, the story to it, because it's been quoted to me so many times, and I'm going to give the story as best as I can. If anyone here can correct me if they wish to, go ahead. But basically, with the, there was an episode called Forever Red, and the story behind it is the guy who wrote and produced it years ago was just a Power, Power Rangers fanboy, and he kept on telling the story about a missing episode. Okay. And this missing episode had, had all this... All these awesome events happen, and you know this episode obviously didn't exist. But he kept on talking about it, talking about, it, and the fandom was all wild. Oh my God, there's this missing episode! And then he got a job working for working for Power Rangers, and he was a producer and a writer. And so he wrote an episode called Forever Red, where all the Red Rangers ever team up one time, and he, he treats his fan fiction as if it was con- canon continuity. See, I think that's a stellar sales job. That's that's job security. What do you mean you didn't hear about this lost episode? Well, I don't know. I heard from this cat in Japan. He was a foreign exchange student in our school that there was this lost episode. That's stellar. Yeah. No, that's more or less what did happen. But I still, I think for out of all the shows I've seen, I think Forever is one of my favorite episodes just because, you know, the 10-year-old in me is like, it's every Red Ranger <laughs> well, ever. Speaking, of, speaking, awesome. of ten, speaking of 10 years, uh, I showed Neil the morphing sequence from Forever Red, and he saw the sequence where, where Jason, who's like little chubby and 10 years older at the time, did the morphing sequence, and then all of a sudden he's like 10 years younger in a second. Oh, yeah. Was, Neil's like, did he just go get 10 years younger in a split second, I'm like, yep. Yep. That's <laughs> what morphin does for you. He morphed into a teen with attitude. <laughs> well, that's well, what Zordon asked for. He didn't say it was a one-time thing. The the, uh, the amusing thing is the eras is the first era is the Zordon era where where all the Power Rangers get all their abilities and stuff from Zordon, a floating big giant floating head. So, without the prestige of William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and, one, and had probably 
well, I like the first alpha, but later alphas were just way annoying. Can I jump in here? Since yeah, I, I'm actually mildly familiar with this first era. You you actually starred in a couple episodes, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, I guess I starred. Listen to you. You're a champion. <laughs> well, that's the one who showed up on Power Rangers. Well, it was just it was just any chance I could get to get closer to Amy Jo Johnson, I was going to take a shot at it. I mean, come on. Because I was out in L.A. at the time. I was trying to get my SAG card, and I ended up on two episodes. One was like the graduation episode. And then another one, we were running through the school because the, I don't know, the evil witch woman or the crazy Zordon guy was probably going to try to destroy the school or whatever. <laughs> and so it's me just running through going, ah! <laughs> Did they and pay then, you for that? Huh? Did they pay you for that? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I I, I think I think it was a, a free lunch and <laughs> like a voucher towards maybe possibly getting, you know, part of a SAG card or whatever. And it was one of those where I got to the end of it and I went, man, I'm never going to do extra work again. Well, fast forward like six months later, and then I knew a guy who is running creatures for it. And so we end up like somewhere outside of Valencia in this old west town where I guess they've shot a whole bunch of other stuff. And they're stuffing me into some like rhinoceros beetle outfit. (laughs) Because in the background, when you know the Power Rangers are supposed to go huzzah or whatever, and like there's pyro in the background or whatever, we're supposed to bounce up and down like they do in all the episodes. And I was a rhino beetle in one of those. Oh, wow. (laughs) I know. Isn't that gold? Wow. And and, uh, Darren was in those episodes too, right? Of course he was. That SOB. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's another like LA adventure where it's just me and Darren doing dumb shit. And here we are. I'm in a rhino beetle. And of course, and of course the funniest part of it is like the backstage stuff. Cause it's like the Japanese stunt guys are trying to mack on the hottest chicks on set. And it's just hysterical to watch as you're taking up your beetle head. going, Is this guy trying to mack on a mighty Morphin power ranger set? <laughs> So it's one of those where it's just, I can't believe it's happening. This isn't really happening. Oh, shit, I got to see this actually go down. And it's just funny to watch. Yeah. But but like I said, the Zordon's a big floating giant head. And the thing is this, it's uh, after a while, what they did was they kept on destroying the command center only to have it rebuilt again. And the Rangers get new powers again. They did it like two or three times until they decided, okay, now they need to go into space. Yeah, and, that's that's about when they got tired of trying to stitch all the shows together because those were all separate continuities in Japan, and they yeah they yeah. wanted to make them all fit together. And see and what the, happened was what happened was all I the way through uh, Mighty Morphin to in space, it pretty much is the same cast going through with cast changes all the way until the end, where you know it, it, there's a co- there's a continuous continuity from there to there, and it's kind of silly, but at the same time they did it and. In space, they ended it by actually having Zordon killed. The, the Red Ranger actually kills Zordon at the end of In Space. You're not my father. <laughs> did you see him die? Uh, Zordon like, did you just, died. Like, stab him or, or something, or how did that no, go down? Zord- Zordon exploded in a big blue shockwave that was an evil purification ray. It actually hit Rita Repulsor and turned her and Lord Zedd into flamingo dancers. 
Yep. That's Power Rangers. <laughs> you act like I'm making this up. I'm well, not acting like you're making it up because I know you're right. I'm laughing because I know you're not making it up. <laughs> yeah. Because if the four of us decide to come up with some random shit, <laughs> we couldn't come up with that. Yeah, it's like Chris Chan. Oh, God. Why would you have to bring that up? <laughs> I, again, I couldn't help it. Yeah. The God Bear commands you to stop bringing up Chris Chan. <laughs> okay, sorry. You know, but then you talk, like, I've talked to friends over the years about that thing. And some people have the opinion, well, the e- energy just keeps going on forever. So why do they keep having bad guys and Power Rangers? Because the, the energy should have just, it's like, shut up and stop thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and see, the next the next series actually has has them all going to a different galaxy. So they can make arguments, oh, it's a different galaxy, different universe and all that. And the thing is this, that was the first series that actually was independent of Zordon and his technology slash magic slash whatever the hell as the source of the morphing. And they decided to make a magic swords a la, a la Excalibur as their, as their morphers. And that one wasn't actually, you know, relatively, I add, relatively, not too bad. Even though okay. the first episode was totally like, okay, we, we, we have all these props from... Uh, from uh, the Starship Troopers movies, you know, let's use them for the first episode of Power Rangers. Yeah. I'm not kidding. You watch the first episodes of Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, it's like, okay, we have all these props from from Starship Troopers. Oh, I yeah, swear. No, I believe you. It, that That is totally Starship Troopers. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that series, uh, that, the only person I really remember from Power Rangers Lost Galaxy was the chick that played the Yellow Ranger. The one, she, that was the one that was the barbarian girl that swung on vines? Yes. She, she's the one that took the traditional Hollywood route to getting her breasts enlarged and going on to be famous by looking all sexy in different TV shows and movies. Uh, what else was that? Uh, have you ever seen Not Another Teen Movie? No. Okay. She plays what's crappy movies. Okay, well fine. In that oh, movie she, Well, if you want the, crappy movies. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, not <laughs> another team she the plays end. the uh uh was it foreign exchange girl who doesn't ex- understand America so basically throughout the whole movie she walks around bare ass naked. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I hear scene. someone typing to get a clip. I'm working on it, buddy. Working on it. <laughs> Anyways, it's a yeah, Lost Galaxy, where they made they made the morphers and everything like mystical, ancient something or other, and that's what makes the, the next series and the line of Power Rangers really interesting. Because the next series was Lightspeed Rescue, where pretty much the morphers, the Zords, everything is man-made. That's okay. not the one with the cell phones, is it? No, th- that's oh, okay. that's the one. That's the one where you have a you have. The Power Rangers are the village people. You have a firefighter, you have a cop, <laughs> you have a paramedic, you have a mountain climber. Stunt pilot. Yeah. Wow. And actually, the one cool thing about that uh, series was the sixth ranger in that doesn't actually exist in the Sentai. That's what, that's what, that's when they, they decided that, uh, to, to borrow a George, George Lucas in term, started to do kit bashing on costumes. Mm-hmm. Where they took existing costumes, made dyes and molds out of them, and you know tr- started mixing things together, put, throwing paint on everything, and like, okay, now we got a new costume. Yeah. But and the then... thing, the thing about uh, the thing about uh, Lightspeed Rescue is, 
it, it's sometimes very ridiculous. Like there's a the way that their Megazord is assembled cracks me up because pretty much you know how most of the times Megazords are assembled because because they're just flying through the air and snapping to get and all that. In Lightspeed Rescue, they actually have a helicopter lifting up like one section of the Megazord and dropping it onto the moving legs. And then oh, the, I saw the, that. The, the fire engine part, you know, uses its arms to like pick its torso up and set it down on the waist, and yeah. Then the airplane See, turns into the business, head. Business fellas to get a helicopter pilot to be that precise. And and the funny thing is this: the uh, the uh, torso that is the fire truck, and the fire truck actually has uh, the fire ladders part of the arms. And Neil saw that the fire the the fire ladders. Piston punching, and he uh, has. Did you say piston punching? Uh, that's what Neil said. Okay. When he saw it. <laughs> okay. It, it was a piston punch. The boom. The arms boom. were. Yeah, it was like back and forth. Yeah, it's in, like in the intro, I think. Yeah, of course. For me, the most hilarious moment of Lightspeed Rescue is the Super Train Megazord because it's this ridiculous sequence where they they make a train fly off the rails into the air, assembles into a Megazord, and lands down and has like this ice skating pose, skidding with like what would be the scale like hundreds of feet tall uh, sparks flying off the rails while it's doing this skidding action. It's ridiculous. It really has to be seen to be believed. <laughs> uh, put put the. Uh, the YouTube link for that on the uh, show description because it needs to be seen. Yeah. yeah. Or at least a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I, th- I think a picture will be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and put a picture of the, uh, the piston punches too because that needs to be seen to be believed too. What's after Lightspeed Rescue? I, I don't know. Time Force. Oh, Time Force was, uh, had the hottest Pink Ranger. Huh? <laughs> Methinks Matt has a different opinion. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm a little bit uh, jaded because the Time Force Ranger looks a lot like a girl I had a crush on in high school, and she actually has the same name as the girl I had a crush on in high school. So, I mean, that's cool. I mean, my favorite Pink Ranger was Cat, but that's me. That oh, that reminds me. Back in Mighty Morphin, didn't they turn the kids for a while? Uh, that was yeah, just uh, before they went from Mighty Morphin to Zeo. Rita's dad shows up, turns everyone in the world, or at least a lot of people in Angel Grove, like backwards, like 10, 15 years. So the Power Rangers are kids, and they have to recruit aliens from another planet. And they had a miniseries called Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers. I am not making that up. I I remember it. Oh, God. Neil remembers I don't remember this. I remember the Alien Rangers. I remember the commercials for it. uh, Go ahead. Well, that's a cool thing I found out looking when I was looking that up earlier today, doing some research. To, like the Sentai series that was the first season of Mighty Morphin, uh, you know, that those rangers were there. And then there was uh, Die Ranger was the ones where you get like the Thunder Zords that all turn into like this giant samurai in the second season. And the Alien Rangers are the, those suits are the ones that go with the rangers from the season that had like the Ninja Zords. Oh, that's right. That's that's the one where the the uh, the Rangers actually had a mode before Ranger mode, like Ninja mode, and yeah, they they would go their ninja suits. Yeah, but with the Sentai series, it's like the Alien Rangers would have gone with that Sentai series, and when they're out of costume, they look like they have these hideous purple boils or some giant mess of bubble gum all over their heads because they're from another planet and they're water oh, uh, breathers. 
that reminds me uh, going back that far uh I remember the biggest thing was the putties, like, you know, the putties were the cannon fodder of the first season. That's the thing, another thing. Every season, Power Rangers have, like, cannon fodder soldiers that are easily fought through. And the putties of season one, and then season two, they had the super putties, were, right, were, which were actually easier to beat because they had, like, a big self-destruct button on their chest. Yeah, easiest putties, or easiest grunts to fight ever. Because, I mean, you look at every other grunt since, no matter how stupid they were, none of them were as weak as the Z-putties. You'd think Zed and Rita would learn. <laughs> it was like the same strategy for 50 episodes. Yeah, but, I mean, with those putties, all you have to do is trip them, make them fall on their face, and they're done. Well, that's the thing. They have this self-destruct button on their chest. If you hit the self-destruct button, they blow up. Yeah. By the way, I wanted to bring up something. You brought up the hottest pink ranger, Ben. I wanted to sidestep this uh, this this discussion because I was telling John earlier that there's an inherent flaw in the in the discussion of the hottest ranger, and that is it leaves out certain other characters. And I'm gonna go right for Dulcia from uh, the Power Rangers movie, as <laughs> the, ho- the hottest character in the entire series. You know what? I don't yes. remember Dulcia. Uh, she oh, was in the movie. Google her, and you will be happy. Okay. <laughs> I'm working on that as we speak. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know but, that's... Uh, but we were at we were at the Time Force, which uh, which actually you know was the one of the closest to, closest adaptation to the Sentai series. It's right. Really Keep us on task. Yes. yes. <laughs> and uh, ex- except for the fact that the Sentai series actually had a nihilistic uber sad ending where the, the president's totally overrun while they made it happier and the power Rangers and they they almost went that way but they didn't yeah they kind of played the, they had the back to the future time rules in that one is if, if you go to the past and you do something different it's going to affect the future but for some reason they could still call back to the future which is where they got their zords from you yeah. know what that makes sense yeah <laughs> And if all you have to do to turn into a superhero is hit a button on your shiny Japanese watch, yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> no, I mean, that, that. for those that have never seen the series, that is literally how they get their Zords every episode. They put a call into their commander in the future where there's this giant... With a hammer as an arm. Yeah, it's got like this giant steam-powered fist where it literally punches the Zords in the ass and sends them to the past. Yeah, it's actually a Zord whose only job is to punch other Zords into the past. In the ass. To goose these Zords. <laughs> exactly. It's like the reverse wedgie or something. I don't know. Yeah. See, it's Japanese. You just gotta let that go. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess. Right. right. And uh, uh, what, what's the next series at the Time Force? Wild Force. Oh, I never saw Wild Force, except for Forever... Forever Red. Uh, well, I'll take this if I may, Ben. Uh, uh, you can take it as far as you want. I don't want it to touch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the basic storyline of Wild Force was thousands of years ago, these evil orgs, because, you know, orcs were copyrighted or something. Orgs, yes, long orgs. ago in the time before Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Uh, these... This mystic knights defeat the evil orgs, and they send the island of or the kingdom of Animaria, which is conveniently has risen into the sky in the shape of a giant turtle. I'm not making this up. 
And thousands of years later, this princess wakes up when the orgs start to return, and she picks Power Rangers, not teenagers with attitudes, but people with uh, extreme overacting ability. To the extreme! Is this this the point where they go to New Zealand to do the filming? Yeah, this was the first... uh, or This is where halfway through the series, Fox... uh, Lost the rights to Power Rangers, then Disney, Disney snatched, snatched them, up. them up and moved everything to New Zealand. Uh, I don't think they actually moved it till the next series or parts of the series were moved there, or something like that. But yeah, and this, like I said earlier, this is a series that almost made me stop watching Power Rangers because almost okay. Look, I've got an extreme addiction to Ultraman, Godzilla, <laughs> and Transformers, and this show is like the perfect tonic for me. It, the imperfect tonic. Yeah, it's okay, imperfect. And, yeah, the the main thing about the show is out of the five, well, there's six Rangers, but out of, like, the main five, there is, it's like the script was written for actual teenage actors, but all they could get were these mid-twenties actors. But sort the of guys, like Queek. Yes, exactly. And they still act like they're 15 years old. Like... The, the Red Ranger, Cole, is this guy who was, he was raised in the jungle Tarzan style in South America. And somehow he gets in a simple canoe and rows all the way to, like, the west coast of the United States. Well, of course it's got to be the west coast. Yeah. Because, because you know, he's super Mowgli. <laughs> basically, who can talk to animals. And squawk with the animals. And all the Zords, when they find each new Zord in the series, it's uh, in like a crystal little rubber ball that they put. Gotta into catch them all! Oh god, yeah, it was it was Power Rangers by way of Pokemon, and they of course had you know they had the Wild Force uh, or Forever Red episode. They had a team up uh, with uh, Time Force, which actually that started with. Uh, well, technically, it started with Power Rangers in space because they teamed up with the Ninja Turtles in an episode. Don't ever bring that up again, damn it. <laughs> we'll talk about jumping the shark. Well, oh. the thing is this. It was the it was the TV Ninja Turtles at the time with, with Venus, the only series that uh, Eastman and Laird outright deny ever happened. And they let a lot of things happen. Turtles have See, breasts, apparently. Oh, I think I remember uh-huh. seeing that, and I hate you don't for want reminding to. me of that. You know, like, like I said, that, that was the only Ninja Turtle series that Eastman and Laird outright said that never happened. Don't bring it up again. We will find you. Yeah. Oh, great! Yeah, now, no, I... now look what's happened. They're gonna yeah. find us. You start. Oh, with... I'm not the one that mentioned yeah. it. It was John. Yes, it was all my fault. But now they don't own the Ninja Turtles anymore, so Nickelodeon can bring that character back. Yikes! At any time. <laughs> don't don't give them ideas, Neil. That's too late. They already have that idea. Uh, speaking of ideas, I did check on Neil, and he's totally right. <laughs> <laughs> Just to bring that back, he's completely on point on this. Impressive. Well done, sir. <laughs> that was the one time that I, I really wish I was 14 when Power Rangers came out, because I would have loved to be in the theater watching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Wild Force, uh, Power Pokemon, Power Rangers. Uh... Is this the point where they started doing weird Zord combinations? Yeah, they had one where the right leg turned into was a rhino, and uh, the toes were a armadillo. Lovely. Yeah. Interesting. 
that and this is also the series i think where they started using a lot of cgi for some of the zord sequences does it look as fake as it did in the power rangers movie it looked better i remember hearing once that they actually did the american power rangers series actually did a, a zord battle where they actually took toys from two different series and actually used them for the battle they actually used the toys filmed it for the battle uh oh wow <laughs> well the funny the, thing is this Gary Housen's just like rolling in his grave at the even the idea of that well the funny thing is this with the with Power Rangers Zord battles at first they were actually Zord battles where they actually had the individual Zords fighting too and then they did the Megazord after a point they always immediately formed the Megazord and then after that they combined with another Zord to make uh, like a super ultra with uh, with extra jalapenos Megazord yeah, and the Although thing that's... is, this the bigger the Zord is, the less it does. It's like it got to the point where in every series, when they get the Super Ultra whatever Zord, all this is fire its main cannon of whatever the hell it is, and it destroys the enemy in like two seconds. Yeah, well, I mean, like uh, you know, down the line they had Power Rangers RPM. I showed you that one time deal where they had like the Ultra Zord that had like fifteen different robots in it. Oh God, that's that's like vehicle Voltron. <laughs> Well, this that, that yeah, it's kind of like the oh god, it was scary. Well, it's uh, what what's after what's after uh, Wild Force? Ninja Storm. Oh, Ninja Storm! I remember because I showed uh, Neil the intro to Ninja Storm. He's like a hamster. I said yes, that that's their uh, mentor. What? In the beginning of Ninja Storm, the mentor. <laughs> don't don't try to make it make sense, John. <laughs> no, I'm just telling. I'm telling him exactly what happens. I'm not trying to justify or defend this. In the beginning of Ninja Storm, an evil ninja who was uh, exiled into outer space comes back. Named Lothor. Lothor. Whatever. Yes. Throws a ninja lightning bolt at their sensei who managed to deflect it with his staff, which pretty much looks like bamboo, and is somehow turned into a guinea pig. Hamster. Sweater. (coughs) Thank you. Not a human-sized guinea pig. I'm talking like... Oh. Real size guinea pig. He just walked on two feet and wore his little kimono. See, now I want to meet the animal trainer for that. It was CGI. Oh, bummer. Yep. Of course oh. it was CGI. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? This is another Power Ranger series where they started doing, they didn't f- f- like hunt for little Zords, but what they did was they dropped little balls into like a coin dispenser in their Zord, and like it, like the chest of the Zord opens up, and a giant, uh, giant, like whatever prize ball it is from vending machines comes out and opens up and gives them a and weapon. It's like so a you didn't pro- have two dimes and a nickel. Were you like out of luck? <laughs> yeah, well, they take the token, put it in the slot, get a giant Kinder. Okay, egg well, what if you lose the token? You're screwed. That's <laughs> awful. That's bad news. Well, no, literally, they, they take, like, a coin, put it in the slot, their chest opens up, like, the aliens, the chest burster and aliens, out pops a giant Kinder Egg toy surprise ball. And... <laughs> what I love is what the two different Zords do, and they actually have the balls collide in midair, like, boom, boom, and then they open up. And it turns into another Zord. Yeah. Of course. Which brings those two Megazords together turns into armor for that one, and they're still not done with the combinations, because... God. <laughs> then, they, then they bring the helicopter, samurai, whatever... Yeah, yeah that's right, because you got to bring the helicopter pilot back. 
Yeah, so we hired who, that guy. Who, because apparently the the son of their mentor is pissy through the whole series because because he dead. doesn't get to be a ninja. But, yeah, but he gets to go back in time, meet his mom in another Back to the Future style trip, and gets it's his mother's line. Yeah, oh, I, okay. I was half expecting someone to start yelling McFly. Nice. And then, yeah, he gets his mother's mystic pendant. He goes back to the future, turns into something the size of an orange, and he can morph into the Samurai Ranger. Okay, so I jumped ship clearly a long time ago. <laughs> you guys you guys that have watched this, did it just get – were you just watching it out of sheer fascination of how much <laughs> over the top it could get? Yes. Were you just wondering – you invested enough time in it where you were just wondering, okay, I watched it after it jumped the shark. Yes, or yes. Talk to me. Talk to me here. It was, was a train wreck. It was a train wreck. See, it's my train wreck theory, Ben. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's like watching Christian. You can't take your eyes off of it, even though you know you should stop looking at it. So you can bring him up. No, as to say, I still watch it uh, half out of wanting to see the train wreck and just see, like, you know, that five-year-old in me that just won't let it go. <laughs> well, the funny thing is this. Uh, we brought up Forever Red earlier. It, it aired the same year that the, in the Sentai series, they did like a 25-year an, anniversary. They had every uh, Sentai hero ever in this one episode of Super Sentai, and it was ridiculous. I'm oh. glad you brought this up because I think I saw a commercial for the American version of that like a month ago, and I went, man, is this show still on the air? Well, the it, it comes like a few series down the line with the the current Sentai series, uh, Go Kiger is it's basically Power Ranger Pirates. Yar. Oh, yeah. And you it, are a pirate. Yeah. So do it, their helmets have like half of a visor to be like the eye patch or uh no, not oh, actually. Really. Little little known fact proven by MythBusters is actually having an eye patch over one of your eyes gives you instant night vision. I did watch that one. You are correct, sir. Oh, just but no, uh, the beginning of Go Kiger, they literally have uh, this massive war with this alien armada is invading Earth, and every Sentai team from the past thirty five years is shown to go to war with these aliens. Oh, God damn and it. That's, that, it doesn't end there. The key, one of the key selling, besides the, the rangers being pirates from another planet who are looking for some treasure on Earth, they have these things called ranger keys, which are these cheap little things that have, like, a power ranger torso from one of the many teams that they can plug into their morphers and then morph into that ranger. So one episode, I've, and I've seen a couple of these with, like, some bad English, uh, like, subtitles out of the five rangers you have jungle free red wild force red mighty morphin red spd red and ninja storm red and if it's like a chick ranger turning into one of these guys they make it a chick version of that costume you would i know would actually get a lot of people all excited about because i know some people that are like all excited about that thing i, I know one guy who gets all excited about uh, dimitri from dark stalkers for the same reason and that reference flew, flew over everybody's head. No, I know Dimitri, but I don't know to which... Uh, Midnight part. Bliss. Okay. Don't think I've seen that one. Uh, Dimitri's ultimate attack in Darkstalkers is Midnight Bliss, where he takes any character and makes a female version of him, sucks their blood, and kills him. 
okay. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. Oi. And I just killed the show. No, no, you didn't. But yeah, we which show were we at? Oh, Ninja, Ninja Storm. Storm. Ninja Storm had... Well, you know what? To, to argue about worst theme song with Power Rangers is an academic argument only. It, it's... <laughs> Because it starts, it starts with in an ancient ninja academy, blah 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 blah, and then it plays a surfer song. Well, because when I think of ninjas, I think of like Surfing USA, of course, or Surf yeah. Ninjas. Ah, surf Ninjas Must Die, very nice. Wasn't it Surf Nazis Must Die? Oh yes, you are right. <laughs> oh God bless trauma. But ah. yeah, it's uh, Ninja Storm. What was after Ninja Storm? Power Rangers Dino Thunder, which... Oh, God, Dino Thunder Thunder is the most hilarious series ever because I laugh at the opening credits because there's a sequence in the opening credits where they actually show the Rangers riding on top of CGI Raptors, and it's so such a ridiculous sequence, I can't stop laughing. Yeah. And it also has has a pretty damn stupid theme song. Save us all from evil forces, Power Rangers Dino Thunder. And it also brings back Tommy Oliver. You know, the funny thing is Tommy Oliver is the most popular and the most... You know, the most uh, well-written, and I'm doing air quotes right now, uh, character in the whole damn thing. And it got to the point where Tommy Oliver is everybody's favorite character. Everybody loves Tommy Oliver. <gasps> Tommy Oliver can do no wrong. And what was the name of the guy who started Power Rangers again, Neil? Tony Oliver. Thank you! Hmm, <laughs> Coincidence. I don't know. Possibly. And anyways, Tommy Oliver oh, shows but... up again in the Dino Thunder as a teacher, and he also becomes a ranger again. Yeah. Is it a teacher or a doctor? Well, he's called here. Here's or an the MMA thing. fighter. Oh, see, <laughs> you looked that up too. That's hysterical because you well, go Jesus, on his it comes site. Later. Jesus doesn't tap. Jesus yeah. does not. But tap. no, you, you follow his progression. First, he was a martial artist. Then he discovered his Native American heritage. Then he was a race car driver. Then he goes off, goes to school, becomes an archaeologist who, earning the title of doctor, becomes a high school science teacher. And then he went, it's like, you know what? I want to hit people again. So he becomes an MMA fighter. In the, in, a, in the Black Ranger. Yeah. And actually, the, the episode, I, rem- I remember uh, one of the cool things about the episode where he became a ranger again. At the end of it, it's like the first time first and only time in Power Rangers history that a ranger actively acknowledges the whole idea that each ranger wears the color that they are. He's like, well, I gotta get going. Why? Because I don't have any black clothes. Oh. Actually, actually, what the dialogue about is basically the uh, bad guys know he used to be a ranger too, and when he first got his morpher, he, uh, he, actually, he, he actually says, I'm old, but I still got it. And then he morphs and he says, just like riding a bike. Yeah. Awesome. Not really. Yeah. See, that's about where I would throw something at the screen. <laughs> yeah, tomato. I think that's bad. Later on in Dino Thunder, they actually had an episode where... The, where the Tommy three... actually fights his past ranger selves in his mind. Yeah, but before that, the one I was thinking about is the, the red, blue, and yellow rangers are working in, or they're, they're hanging out in their, you know... Oh, is this the one cafe. where they watch an episode of Super Sentai? Yeah. Oh, God. Because the whole idea is... In really? The, story that the, the dino rangers have become so popular that they started making a Japanese TV show about them, and then one night they're all sitting there watching that show. 
And you know what? This is actually another point that gets fans divided and all, you know, angst worry about because they're like, oh, they picked the they picked the silliest episode of of uh, whatever uh, Sentai, and they uh, and they they gave it the bad dubbing where they made everything jokes. Oh, it's so bad! It makes me upset. I'm gonna go write my blog now. So they ran out of ideas. So they're sitting at home watching the show that they're on. Yes, I'm confused. Oh wow! Again, dude, you're putting way too much thought into this. It's like a friend. Yeah, of mine. I've ejected a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's like a friend of mine. He can't. I can't watch Bugs Bunny with a friend of mine because he keeps trying to figure out how it works. I was like, dude, just accept the fact that he can pull a mallet out of his fur. Just go with it. No, this isn't quite that same level. I mean, I mean, what they were trying to do was pretty much trying to do a nod to their source material, but at the same time, it was kind of ridiculous. Not for the reasons I listed above it, just because of what they were doing. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, you're doing Power Rangers already. You're already in ridiculous territory. But what you're doing at, on top of that is ridiculous on top of ridiculous. See, now, are they just trying to go as far as they can over, over, over the top? Uh, you know what? They're, they're so over the top, they're flying over the moon right now. I'm thinking... Yeah. See, my theory is that they're they're just laughing at this now. They're just they're they're trying to see how far it can go. It's see how, how much people put up with, watching. right? Okay. They they're like, this is still this on. What What's really funny to me is what the uh, ultra whatever whatever Zord in this series is, because uh, the the uh, the black uh, whatever Zord it is is actually like a carrier Zord, which is another term I should put in the terminology. Carrier Zord is wow. a Zord big enough to carry the other Zords. And basically, the carrier Zord, what happens is is the Megazord, which is like the size of like a dot on top of the carrier Zord, is standing on top of the carrier Zord. That's the ultra whatever, whatever, with jalapenos on top Zord. And what happens is its only attack is basically the, uh, the Megazord on top of the carrier Zord jumps down, slides down the carrier Zord's neck, and then attacks. Yeah. And that's supposed to be more powerful than just the Megazord attacking. Well, because it's got... Momentum. <laughs> Centrifugal force. Oh, God. If you think that's bad, like, and one of the things, like you said, Battleizer, when you're talking about terminology earlier, Power Rangers... Battleizer actually was an American invention. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting at. It's, you know, the Red Rangers starting, I, for, I think it was Lost, Lost Galaxies, Galaxy. or, no, in space, technically. The Battleizer for Dino Thunder Red was... Probably the stupidest one. He had uh, go-go gadgets, stretching arms and legs, which was all in a CGI battleground, you know, volcanoes, lava and whatnot. His finisher, when he was battleized, was a giant flame yo-yo. <laughs> well, the thing the thing with battleizers is, is at least traditionally, it's something that goes on top of your shoulders. It's like it's like you get this ex, like two big cannons on your shoulders, and that's what a battleizer is traditionally. Yeah. I'm so angry right now. And the thing go, is, go this, gadget arms and boots. <laughs> go go gadget arms. Anyways, the uh, it it took how many series before the Japanese invent you know started doing battleizers too? It looked like five, something like that. It, what was after what was after Dino Thunder? Uh, SPD. Oh, God, no. SPD has the highest ranger count out of all series. Yeah. It has, like, 14 rangers in it. Yeah. And their mentor is a talking blue dog. 
<laughs> God a, damn it. <laughs> Neil saw that too. Uh, Shadow Ranger. I showed Neil's Shadow the Shadow Ranger morphing sequence and he was like a dog. A dog? See, you were named for the he's dog. He's part of the canine unit. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like how I didn't have a problem with the guinea pig, but I got a problem with the blue dog. No, it's it's like, it's I'm waiting it's, for blue's clues to show up. Actually what it is what weird. it is what it is is a guy with a with an animatronic dog head on his head. Yeah. Who's, so it's a guy uh, it, are we in the Congo? Are we dealing with white gorillas at this point? Well, the thing is this. They, <laughs> they actually named this character Doggy, and he's he's an alien. Really? Yeah. First, that's the best they came up with. Uh, a Fido or a Doggy? Well, that's no, his nickname. His real name's Anubis. Oh, God. See, that's yeah, a little they, call, everyone calls doggy. Him doggy. I didn't know he was called Anubis. What the hell? How do you know this, John? Wikipedia. Oh, God. And anyways, his morphing sequence is pretty much, you know, do- doggy or Anubis, whatever the fuck his name is. He actually has a really long dog snout. He- he's he's not like a he's not like a uh, a short nosed dog. He's got a long dog snout. But when his when he's in his ranger form, he's wearing a human sized helmet. So it's like, where did his nose go? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yes. And his uh, second in command is a half woman, half cat named Cat. And she also is a ranger. Yeah. Cat Ranger. I am presently looking for a dull knife. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you don't hear from me for a little while, I'm okay. going through my... Why would you look for a dull knife? Look so... for a sharp one. You get it done quickly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so basically what they did with uh, SPD is they basically t- made it take place 25 years into the future, which makes me think, you know what, if this series goes on for that much longer, what are they going to do when they finally hit that point? The technology might exist. No, but I mean, if if the shows keep on airing to 2025, what are they going to do? Well, by then, they'll be able to do CG doubles of the characters in, in SPD, and they'll have a crossover. Oh, right. God. Jesus, no. George Lucas will make it happen. Yeah, you just hear this <laughs> maniacal laughter from the other room. Anyways, uh, S, uh, oh, 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 oh. SPD also had... Uh, had like an evil ranger team that was totally in, invented by the American team. Yeah. I'm surprised it took this long to come up with evil rangers. Although it happened before. Oh, oh okay. okay. Forgive me then. It, well, Tommy was an evil ranger. What's that? Tommy was an evil ranger. Yeah, no, they had that. And then there is uh, Lord Zed made some uh, mu- evil mutant rangers who were basically different colors but the same costumes as the original ones uh in space had the psycho rangers Uh, so forgive me for thinking that was a new idea when off the top of your head this is at least the sixth time yeah they've come up with evil rangers well actually this is the first time that they're evil by their own choice i think because the way spd i think it was that they were the a squad they were the best ones because in, in this uh, storyline, SPD, the Power Rangers are basically cops. Well, of and, and and what they do, they have magic badges that turn people into uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Oh God, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's yeah. time to duel. Yeah, and then they just hold up their cell phone morphers and just like let the X and O. It's like, ah, let's let let my phone decide whether you're guilty or not. It is in the Sentai series. Oh, I was waiting for that. I am the law. You, you gotta I get the, the jaw. 
<laughs> I'm look, looking forward to that remake. Didn't they? Didn't they have it in the original Sentai series that the uh, that the uh, badge actually like turns them into, you know, puts them into hell or something, restraining sure. them into a card or something like that? I I, I had a first that, time. That wouldn't surprise me that America has dumbed it down and <laughs> Japan had just stick them in hell. Let's just zap them right away. <laughs> stick them in hell. Why not? And SPD is also ridiculous because uh, their their police base turns into a, a Megazord as well. And this is the point where there's actually a sequence oh, where this this this. this uh, Why does that this, surprise you? I was waiting for him to drop that. Well, basically, the funny thing super, is this: uh, the, the, the super sequence, boss turns into the, the super transformer or whatever. Yeah, the uh, the, the base actually well, the sequence is ridiculous because the base starts tilting, and it, it it's like it's like going up to ninety degrees tilting. And you're thinking there's got to be some hydraulic ramps back there, but they don't show any hydraulic ramps. It's pretty much just you know tilting through the force of the morphing grid or something. I don't know until it's standing up on its side, and then it turns into a zord, and it looks ridiculous. Yeah, and they don't evacuate it before it transforms either. They just have them go into safe areas or something. It's sort of like the Macross, except stupid. Yeah. Everyone just like cram seventeen people into this closet and twenty people into that phone booth and yeah, let's do this. What's really funny to me is uh, with the uh, is uh, this is this is the point where when they when they do the super giant mega kill it all ca- cannon, they actually have the two littler megazords hold the cannon to the sides while the big one holds it on the back, and that's what the that's what the big attack is. Hut 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 hut. Blast. Basically. What was the one after SBT? Oh, God, no. Not that one. Mystic Force. This is the one where they do cell phone morphers. Oh, cell phone morphers have been around for a while. They're just, no one really cared before this one because the cell phones turn into magic wands. Oh, and you forgot the intro for the series. You watch this intro, it's like, wow, this is, they're trying to be like Lord of the Rings. I was waiting for Marlon Wayans to show up. And then Thank the end- you. <laughs> That's about this point he'd show up. And, and this is actually the series that rips off Star Wars the most. No. I'll Why? let John cover that. or whatever? No, I'll let John co- cover this. Uh, basically, 20 years before the show starts, there is a giant war between the forces of good and the forces of evil. The... F- Red Ranger in the middle of the earth in the land called Shire. <laughs> the the Red Wizard decides to lock himself inside the gates of hell basically to prevent the evil from ever escaping, leaving his wife and infant son to carry on. And I'm not going to go into too much because this one really tested the limits of my geek patience. It turns out that the main one of the main enemies enemies from out this season turns out to be the Red Ranger's dad and their mentor, the White Witch of the North or something, is his mother. And, oh god, my head hurts. <laughs> so this is, what, some sort of metaphor for divorce? Possibly. Uh, <laughs> and I love how sense. and I love how this is the point that tests your patience. You're it's, a braver man than me, buddy. I'm a masochist. The evil dark knight turns back in the good because of his son. The love just, of his son. Just like Star Wars. Yes. Except, you know... Oh, God. 
I think this probably had one of the stupidest ways for the Rangers to travel. Uh, not only did they fly around on jet-powered brooms, oh, come on, and their morphers turned into swans, they could teleport by touching a tree, and they travel through the roots and the dirt. They so literally put their too. hand on a tree, and the next thing you know, it's like they're flying through the ground, tremors style, and they pop out at a tree right in front of their store, the hangout. Well, at least they aren't using a butt blaster. Yeah, there is that. Unless you count the magic uh, flying uh, broomsticks. Oh. Wow. And this is all. This is also a series where the battleizer basically have a baby dragon. A baby dragon like is horribly mangled to turn into the battleizer. Yeah, and then he gets like magic wands to fight with. And he twirls them like batons because you know you need a good you need a good prep team to defeat the forces of yeah. evil. Prep squad. Ra ra ra! Kick him in the. Ra ra ras! Kick him in the other knee. I get it. What's the What's the one after this one? Uh, Operation Overdrive. Which I have not seen. Uh, well, the long and the short of it is, uh, Tony Stark creates his own team of Power Rangers to find some mystic jewels and a crown, and they basically it's Indiana Jones by way of Power Rangers because the the main so it's, so it, it, does it make more or less sense than the uh, Invincible Iron Man movie in the fact that he already has all these suits already built for no reason. It, it makes slightly more sense because <laughs> you hear that it oh. makes this only makes slightly sense. okay. Th- this is how it's set up. The the main guy, Mister Hertford, who's like the mentor of the series. He's like this super rich archaeologist who's looking for this the Corona Aurora, which is this mystic crown that's supposed to have five jewels and be some big mystic. You know who's it? He sees a ghost that tells him because. You have to, you these two evil alien brothers who's one's like a lava lizard, the other is a walking evil snow icicle man. They're gonna try and find the crown and these jewels and use it to rule the universe. So sometime after he sees the ghost, which I'm pretty sure is a stress induced hallucination. Because <laughs> I did after a few episodes I stopped watching this series. It was just too stupid. Uh he's created Zords and Morphers, but he's found a way to connect them to the morphing grid. Oh, uh, that reminds me. That reminds me of something that I have to mention. I have to mention. Mystic Force brings back Rita Repulsa as a good witch. Yeah. No, I want to hear more about Heat Miser and Snow Miser. <laughs> oh, damn it! I was going to make that reference. <laughs> Tell me I had more to throw that these... out there first before we forgot about it. I just had to throw that out there first. Yeah. See, this is why I invited oh, and, Matt on the show. And the other thing about Mystic Force, the Sixth Ranger that shows up is played by the same guy that played Doggy Kruger in SPD. Because you got to bring back the good American actors for this show. Oh, they're all New Zealand. They're all Kiwis. Pretty much. Oh. And so they all say aluminium. Yeah. The aluminium falcone. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, what else about... Well... Overdrive is also... It's the second season to have... Uh, anniversary episode so they had uh one episode called or is a two-part episode called once a ranger where they bring back uh adam park the like johnny young bosch as the mighty morphin black ranger they bring back the blue ranger from ninja storm the yellow ranger from dino thunder uh the green ranger from mystic force and they bring back the red ranger 
from SPD who is played by the guy who played the Green Ranger in the show who's now been promoted to Red Ranger. Because that totally doesn't get confusing. Well, yeah, because the whole idea is that at the end of SPD, the Green Ranger got upgraded to blue, and then sometime between that and this anniversary episode, he was promoted to red. So he plays the Red Ranger in this episode. See, I don't understand why you're confused about that, because didn't they do that in Voltron where they moved everybody around? They move everybody around all the time. I mean, in the uh, Voltron, the third dimension, where they did that? That doesn't count. Oh. That never happened. I didn't know that there was a third dimension Voltron. Thank you, Neil. That was was the uh, CGI version. Yeah, that was was the one where they had the... I'm still getting my knife. Damn it. (laughs) That's the one where they had the stealth Voltron, which is all bulky and black and looks gay. And one of the bad guys from the Voltron series is a good guy for some inexplicable reason. Oh, he's just—he's just. I think he was just playing the system. Uh, what, what's the? What's the? Uh, hey, what's, hey what's don't that? hate the player, hate the game, buddy. What, okay. What's the? What's is it? The next Power Rangers series, the one where where they had that dumbass, uh, where, where basically the the Sentai series is all happy-go-lucky and decided to make the uh, the uh, the the Power Rangers series all post-apocalyptic. No, that's the that's two series from now. The next one's Jungle Fury. Oh, God, where, no. Do we get a bunch of 70s bass in this? No. You you get uh, probably the most annoying Red Ranger ever, and the mentor is Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. So, wow. they, actually, they, they, so they actually have uh, uh, American uh, vocal uh, talent and radio personality. Uh, what's his name again? Casey Not Casey. Casey Kasem. Not Casey Kasem. They didn't have Casey Kasem on there, did they? No, no. It's just the the idea is with Jungle Fury. There is the Pai Shua, which is an ancient kung fu order dedicated to protecting the world from evil. It sounds more right. like an ancient Chinese dish order for five ninety nine. No, that's like White Lotus monks or something. Yeah, and White Lotus these... soup. <laughs> the sweet and sour soup. What? I like hot and sour soup a little bit more. Okay. I like the tasty okay. saying. Yeah, but uh, the basic plot of it is this uh, Order of the Claw, which is the other name. Apparently, that's the English translation of Pai Shua. Okay. Which, again, kind of sounds like you order it. I'll have an Order of the Claw. <laughs> With extra talons. Yes. And make sure it's sharp. Because because uh, Mr. Sengal needs to cut himself. No, 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 no. Um, because um, if you go to some sort, if you go to some uh, dim sum places, you can order Phoenix claws, which is um, basically deep fried chicken feet. And according to legend, if you eat eat the meat from the chicken claw, and yes, there's hardly anything on there, you'll run faster. Um, no, that's that's full after. of collagen. That just makes you that just makes you sleepy. Okay, I should know. I'm actually chicken. Okay, sorry. I'm actually I'm actually half Asian, so I've actually tried it before, and it it just makes you sleepy. All right. So the okay, the basic plot, just to get back here, is these three um, like junior members of order of the order of the claw. They're charged with protecting this chest that contains the greatest evil in the world. 
And, of course, the one member of this merry troop that got passed over for this duty bursts into the room when their master's telling him about that he's the one that opens the chest. So he gets And after 10,000 years, she's free. She thinks yeah, she will uh, conquer Earth. Almost. He, he, <laughs> well, it, it, it's the same setup, just without different dialogue. He So this guy, Jared, gets possessed by Dai Shi, the evil. He gets and, possessed by a radish? Possibly. You, you never actually see what this thing's supposed to look like. It just looks like glowing eyes in a black cloud. So the, the three of them... Quentin Tarantino. Good job. Yeah. The three of them, who red is a tiger, yellow is a cheetah, blue is a jaguar, they go into this town, this city, to find their new mentor, because the first one dies, and they go to this pizza place, because they're told this is where they'll find him, and then they meet RJ. <laughs> RJ is their new mentor, who's a former student of this Kung Fu Academy, but you look at him, and it's like, why are they being trained by Shaggy? Where's the talking dog? You know what this sounds like? This sounds a lot like... Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the music video for Sweep the Leg. No. No. There's there's a song called Sweep the Leg, which is pretty much a salute to the Karate Kid movie. And they actually have like 90% of the original cast from the Karate Kid movie show up in this music video. Sweep and the gang the music vi- and uh, the beginning of this music video has the lead singer of this band... Working at a pizza place that's run by Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell. Oh, God. Oh, see, now. Do you want to hear a funny story about Mr. Belding? Go for it. Because <laughs> No, because when I was in L.A., you can, you can go to this place. It's a karaoke place. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, I saw his ass do karaoke. It was hysterical, and we were all sitting there, and we're all like... What was 90s. the rest of them doing if his ass was doing karaoke? We were all watching it going, I can't believe Mr. Belding is up there drunk off his ass doing karaoke. Oh, it's hysterical. And I know and I know that back that in LA, the owner of the place has it on tape. Um no, he does it every weekend on like public access. Oh my God. So there might be somebody with video of uh from public access of Mr. Belding going off on karaoke. What was he singing? Guy Will Survive? Oh, I don't remember. It's probably something like that. And that's half a mile away from another joint that does porn star karaoke on Tuesdays. That's where Dustin Diamond is. Probably as we speak. In between celebrity fit clubs. What about the guy who played the the redhead kid from uh, Partridge Family? What's he doing again? Radio shows? I think so. Well, something like that, of course. We're talking about washed up actors now, so... Yes. So, anything else you want to know about this series? Um, well, how ridiculous was the Megazord? Not as ridiculous. Like, the basic Megazord was the cheetah and the panther turned into the legs and... The Red Ranger forms the arms, the torso, and the head. I'll form the head. Yeah. Uh, and then they get different spirit animals, which turn into, like, armor for the Megazord. Oh, they start yeah. doing all the uh, add-ons? Yeah, stuff like that's, that. That's but... what that's what gets you the upgrades. Yeah. And they get a second set of Zords. Uh, it's called the Jungle Master Zord, which, again, it's basically the Red the Red Ranger's ape zord forms the top half and the 
the penguin and the antelope form the legs. Okay, see this this is this is the problem I have right now. You know <laughs> you, you mentioned Kung Fu Masters and all this stuff, you know. The tiger, the lion, and the leopard, those the, those are actually, you know, in martial arts, but the penguin is not in martial arts. The ape I would be like, okay, maybe the monkey, but the penguin no. No, absolutely no. No. Ab- according, according to their mythology, there there is uh, Master Mao, who's Chairman Mao. No, just Master Mao. Uh, there is Honorable Master. Chairman? Yeah, there was Master Fent, who gave them the elephant mace. Master Swoop, who gave them the bat armor. Master Finn, who is RJ's the bat armor. Dad. Does it teach them how to do the bat bat Uzi? Unfortunately, not nearly that cool. <laughs> I'm actually it, doing the, the bad Uzi right now. Yeah. Uh, then there's RJ's dad is Master Finn. He gives them shark armor. Master Finn, shark armor. That is so not obvious. Master Rilla gives them the uh, red jungle ape zord. Master Lo. You know what? Because you know what? This, this is nowhere near as obvious as the Centurions with Ace McCloud. Sky X-ray. X-ray. Yeah. And there's Master Lope for the antelope and Master Gwyn. I think you can follow the bouncing ball of logic here. Yeah. The wow. Pe- the penguin is the one who sits on the outside of the ring and tells you how to fight, right? No, it flies into battle on a jet-powered snowboard. I am not making that up. At least it didn't have a walrus. Cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. Yeah, <laughs> that, that could have been cool. Uh, oh, and the the goofiest thing in this series is the Daishi has this helper uh, who uh, named Camille, who is a chameleon, basically. Comma, 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 chameleon. chameleon. And, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the chameleon chick spits up a fly almost every episode when she's watching the Megazord battle. Who is dressed like a basically like a referee he's got like the white shirt with the bow tie and he does play-by-play of the giant monster megazord battle oh my god not making it up (laughs) okay let's move on to the next show thank you please and this is the power rangers rpn this is the one with the uh, mad max storyline yeah basically what happened was the uh, sentai series was all happy go lucky and like you know screw that let's make a post-apocalyptic where 90 percent of the world is taken over except for one small city which is the last future of humanity and open and this is actually the one where the rangers make the most comments modic meta commentary on the ridiculousness of morphing they're like i feel like there's an explosion behind me and they're like and the scientist tries to explain about things no i think it's because there's an explosion behind me right yeah they, and they talk about the Zords in one episode, like, the well, the scientist explains, well, that's just the energy coming together and empowering you. It's got to release the excess energy. And it's like, okay. And then one episode, she's talking about upgrades to the Zords. Any questions? And, like, the the Blue Ranger, who's Scottish, is like, what's with the eyes? And she's like, what eyes? Red Ranger is there. They got big, googly anime eyes. Those are sensors. Ah, yes, because you needed to give them the happy eyes. Because <laughs> the whole idea with the Sentai, was, uh, I remember reading, was the Sentai was kind of like anti-pollution, had this anti-pollution storyline, and the Zords were all alive, and they were from another dimension. 
Isn't that they're, what they did with with the Lost Galaxies Zords? Yeah, they're, they're all alive. Yeah, they're like these giant space beasts that turned into robots. Again, you, you. I'm oh. so glad I checked out on this in season one. <laughs> Again, you you can't make this up. And like I said, this is the one series when they take for the Ultrazord. There's like 15 different robots that you look at this thing. It's like, how does this thing not collapse under its own weight? <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the things that always struck me about that is like. Whenever they got the big, super huge Zord that was all the robots put together, it was the most immobile piece of crap. Well, that's because all it does is fire a cannon, Neil. Yeah. That's the only thing it does. It just fires a cannon. It doesn't really run around and fight. It fires a cannon. Yeah. But you could just move out of the way then. You don't understand. I remember I remember in the original Power Rangers what they had was the Ultra Zord and all this, like, fire all weapons, and it, like, shoots, like, fireworks all over the screen, and it, like, takes up 90% of the screen. Yeah. Oh. So it's, it's like Galactus. Yeah. Uh, the, the joke is in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Galactus is the final boss, and every single one of his attacks takes up 90% of the screen. He is the cheapest boss fight ever. Yes. So where is Power Rangers after uh, this series? After uh, RPM, because uh, Disney still had the license... They basically uh, issued uh, Mighty Morphin Re- uh, Power Rangers Remastered, which is they added like cartoon style, like Biff Pow Bam effects to the video and, you know, comic book eyes, morphing sequences. And, you know, they're basically just trying to get their money's worth for the property because they owned the, the rights still. And that didn't do so well. And eventually Haim Saban bought the property back from Disney, and they came out with Power Rangers Samurai. Which... You know what? The, the thing is this. I have a friend that told me that he hates that sam- that series because it's pretty much the original Power Rangers song except with the word Samurai thrown in. Yeah, they, they got like a re- a remade version, you know, you know, Rangers together, Samurai forever. They, try to, they sing that out in the song, and it's the most annoying thing you've ever heard. So thank you for showing me the RPM Ultra Zord nonsense because that cg looks so awful (laughs) it's just it's so atrocious i i don't know computers and it's like i somehow put that together (laughs) and when i I saw the big whale helicopter come in how is this going to even work so bad so i'm glad saban bought it back because i would have took one look at this and went Man, I can just add Samurai to the song, and it's better than what what is being put out right now. Oh, my God. It looks like a whole bunch of toys racing across a toys, uh, racing across a bedroom. Yeah. That's the only time I've ever heard somebody say, thank God Saban bought something. Oh, right? <laughs> it's just, I saw that link, and I went, oh, this is, I had to look at that link. It's awful. It looks like, it looks like someone putting toys together in a bedroom. More or well, less. because they want you to do that. Yeah. Of course Disney no, wants no, you to makes, buy all that stuff and that do that in your own room. Well, the thing is this. I feel really bad for the guy that has to actually wear the cardboard costume. Yeah. Because he has to, like, he has to like as believable as possible in Japan, has to fight with this cardboard thing on his body. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, the Godzilla costume has more ability than this. Absolutely. Yeah. And, well, here, I'll send you guys the link. But... Uh, the oh, do I even uh, want to see this? You just 
Just do it. You bet your ass. Oh, God. Calling the Zords. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea with uh, Saban's plan with the Sam, Samurai. learning Japanese now. Well, that's part of the show in the Sentai series. They use, you know, kanji to call up different weapons and powers and effects as part of their training. And the whole idea with Samurai, Saban is trying to make it as close a translation to American audiences based on the original Sentai. So a lot of the episodes and storylines are, they want to try and translate, like bring that across as intact as possible. They failed. Yes, they did. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen all the, and I'm going to continue to watch the show just because, you know, I'm a masochist. Oh, that, 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 that reminds me. It's a, let's talk about stupid Zord moments. I, I brought up the uh, Lightspeed Rescue Zords, but another Zord that makes me laugh the hell out is the is the in time force the quantosaurus rex because it, it has this really weird running footage where it like runs across the screen and it looks stupid as all fuck yeah i, I mean it sounds I, I, like I, a made-up rock name like a band name quantosaurus rex <laughs> you could run through that they could be like a gothic band you could come up with song titles Oh. Let, me, let me see if I can find a video of the Quantasaurus oh. running because it's just so ridiculous. Okay. Well, that's just I'm sorry, it's not going to be any more ridiculous than what I've already seen, where their swords turn into lojacks and then they jack it into whatever robot they're in. Yeah. So the one thing that I always <laughs> oh oh they, this video actually has it. This video he actually has to go like uh, 18 oh. seconds into it to find it, but there's there's footage of this of this of the Quantasaurus running and it looks ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh. 18 in. 18 in, yeah. Poor actor. <laughs> Do you see it? He's trying. <laughs> Do you see it, though? It, yeah. I mean, doesn't that just totally... Look at me, I'm a robot dinosaur. <laughs> Running. Running. Turning. Roaring. Oh, God. No, see, for me, if I can, I gotta find it here. The oh, the Emmett, like the Mighty Morphin uh, Ultra Zord was basically just crap just on top toys. of crap on top of crap. That's no, because you know they, they bring over. They had some footage with just the regular Megazord with the Carrier Zord doing stuff, but most of the time they would just jack on the Dragon Zord would turn into armor. The, the, it's not even armor. It's ba it's basically it's basically shoulder pads. Yeah, but it's just the toy. Okay. When it lands on the. That's thing just there. the toy where it shows it landing. Yeah. So and then, then it... for I'm forgive me, fellas. I saw the clip that Ben said of the crazy Quantasaurus Rex guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Explain to me how dudes on top of the building with a red helmet. Speaking into his rich like Dick Tracy, he turns into the super robot, but he's somehow in the robot with everybody else on the team. And there are two Red Rangers in that. There are two Red Rangers in that series. You can tell because one has white trim and the other has black trim. And uh, I'll let John explain the rest. My brain hurts. Do I want to make it hurt more? You're John the masochist. John, will, it's John right. will explain the rest. I oh. said I was a masochist. I wasn't a sadist. Thank you, brother. <laughs> oh, great. He's just basically... Now you got me watching other stuff. Yeah. 
the the quantum ranger is basically the sixth ranger of that series he's got a huge chip on his shoulder and he's part of a basically a jacked up SWAT team that protects this city from all the different aliens and mutants that attack. But and they only protect businesses that pay their bill. Yeah. For, <gasps> for monster insurance. And he, he hates the Time Force Red Ranger because uh, he... They the went Red to prep Ranger, school together and they and he gave him wedgies all year or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the Red Ranger was rich and the Quantum Ranger had to fight for everything so he hates him because of that. And The wedgie um, thing would make more sense than that. I don't even want to try. I, 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 like I said, I, I, I mainly watch the series out of like just wanting to watch the train wreck. No, you've done, you've done your due diligence. You don't need to do it more, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can stop. You've now. done your time, yeah. guy. Let's talk about the fans. Oh no, uh, I yeah. have talked to a lot of fans. I, I, I go to message. I have a message board that I frequent that actually has a Power Rangers thread where they talk about these series. Like they're the greatest thing since uh, canned uh, canned tomatoes, because canned tomatoes save a lot of time in cooking. So let's just leave well, it. Well, no, but... I could see if you're in the right frame of mind. This is hysterically funny. <laughs> no, not hysterically funny. See... They they talk about this as if this was an epic uh, epic uh, odyssey. Oh, okay, yeah, they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are people that go to conventions, Power Ranger conventions. They they uh, they. Uh, buy props from the shows, they construct costumes, they wear costumes even. Oh, when I saw that there was Mighty Morphin Cons, I just started laughing and I went, wow, I'm way You know what, well, you could actually go there and get some clout. To be here. You, you could go there and get some clout there because you start on the show. Oh, brother, I could sell autographs, that'd be funny. <laughs> it's you know like, you have, no, you have no life. Hey, hey, in this market, if I can squeak some money from Mighty Morphin people, I'll do it. <laughs> so, so, do some funny sizes like that. You have no life. M. Senko. You will die a virgin. Okay, no. M.S. M. Senko. Oh, <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> no, see, like, I do make fun of the series. I do like watching, like, mainly because of the train wreck. But, like I said, I, had, I have a huge love for, like, Ultraman, Godzilla, tr- like, Sentai, I, I do like it. I find it entertaining, but like I said, you, when you stop to think about it, that's when the hurt begins. Oh, absolutely. You hurt yourself today? Do I want to tell you how? To see if you can feel? Thank you. I was there. Yeah. No, I watched the movie today. I didn't pause it. Lord Ooze, right? Ivan Ooze. Oh. Thank you, because I thought it was Lordu's. That Ivan makes it so much better. Yes, and so much more personable. Uh, no, that. See, I watched the movie, and and the one scene that I can't get out of head is where this guy, up until like in the show, the up until I think it was Turbo, the villains couldn't find where the Power Rangers headquarters was. And it's just it's just a tower on top of a cliff in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but being that the movie is in an alternate universe, Ivan finds it. He literally ooze, turns into slime, oozes through the door, uh, lays waste to the command center, and all the things I've missed, the Black Plague, the Spanish Inquisition, the Brady Bunch reunion. How would he even know about that? Wow. 
You know what? The thing is this. Uh, Simpsons did that gag first with, uh, with uh, you know, Indian burial ground, uh, satanic rituals, John Denver Christmas special. So, and it was funnier there. Yeah. You know, if you're going to show this, we got to show Mighty Mosh and Emo Rangers. See, I'm going to have to put all these YouTube links in the show notes now. Mighty Mosh and you, what? One, one second. So what's been going on here, folks, is we've been just <laughs> slamming each other with crazy links, and I can't wait for Neil to show all these, because we've got some Mighty Morphin stuff with crazy bad CGI. Here's, got, here's the right one. Once, I, the... once I figured out links in general, I figured out that Neil's trying to pull a fast one on me, that a-hole. <laughs> and then we got some other stuff. I bust out Spectre Man because I grew Oh, I'm done. Wow. What? I think I got 10 <laughs> seconds into Crazy Emo Rangers. <laughs> that was the end of that. I got blown out of my head. Oh, more Emo Rangers. The opening is hilarious. They actually made a whole episode of this, but the opening is the best part. So just watch the opening. See now, is this is this like fan fiction? No this this is this is like this is like a, a spoof of Power Rangers. This isn't the uh, the funny thing is it actually looks like it has better. I like production. how the Green Ranger is the marijuana ranger. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is this actually has higher production values than the show. Emo Ranger, this is hysterical. Oh, I'm no. sorry, Chronic Stoner. Oh I like, God. I like how the. I like how the theme song is like bad religion. <laughs> just watch, they just watch their emo zord form. Yeah. Oh, I gave up before that. Oh, geez, that means they're yeah, gonna actually it, check for, that out. It, he the, tapped out. The emo zord has a pierced lip. <laughs> Though the best part is, in the actual episode, the emo zord uh, doesn't use a sword; it uses a guitar. Love it. Go emos. <laughs> Oh, God, I hurt. See, all we need to talk about is the lost episode of the Emo Rangers, and then you guys could get jobs. This is great. <laughs> we you have a time capsule of the Emo Rangers with the one guy looking like the 30 Seconds to Mars guy. It's hysterical. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, no. like the, I still love how their mentor is Captain Floating Head. Emo head. Emo head. Yes. Sorry, Might as well be you. floating head. Incoming uh, message from the big giant head. Hey now. I saw something on the wing of a plane. Oh, nice. That was on TV the other day. Which one? The John Lithgow one or the William Shatner one? I think the John Lithgow one. Ah. The movie was. That, that's actually one of the funniest lines in Third Rock from the Sun where William Shatner, as the big giant head, says, I saw something on the wing of the plane. And John Lithgow says, I saw that too. Oh, funny. Nice, guys. Yep. Twilight Zone. Oh, man. That was, that was some funny stuff. So, Power Rangers, where is it now? Still on TV. Amazing. Still on Jetix? No, Disney XD. Oh. They changed the name. No, no, sorry, not Disney. It's on Nickelodeon. It's on Nickelodeon now. Oh, wow. Nickelodeon. I thought they were starting to show cartoons again. Uh, yeah, they're, they're also, Nickelodeon also has the rights to make, they're making the new Ninja Turtles cartoon. Yeah, oh, we're, right. we're, we're Neil, Neil. It's, yeah. it's, called, it's called a spear. I, I, I told them, okay? I, 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 went, I went to the site and I told them. 
see uh, what happened was this week in Geek, they kept saying, Dontillo has a, has a bow staff with a knife at the end. I'm like, that's called a spear. Yeah, what can you do with a bow staff with a knife at the end? It's called a spear. What do you do with that? You stick people with it. It's called a spear. You poke either them. way, either way, my point still stands. He'll never actually use it. Yes, because it's on Nickelodeon. I, I I'm I'm just saying that it's called a spear. You, I heard okay. the, the, I heard these guys for ten minutes say, "Bow staff with a knife at the end of it." It it's like, haven't you all have heard of a spear? <laughs> yeah. Again, okay. what are you gonna do? And you want to be on that show? What you're gonna do is you're gonna go on there and like pick a fight with them. <laughs> I'm not gonna pick a fight with them. I'll be very polite, cordial. It's a spear. Okay. Spear, spear. Anyway. Yeah. No, Power Rangers. They're on Nickelodeon. They're still making the toys. They're still crappy compared to the Japanese product. The toys, I mean. But yeah, they're still there. They're probably gonna be around for a lot longer. For another 20 years. It's been 20 years. How has that shit happened on our watch? 20 years of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's because of those fans that go to the conventions and assemble their own ranger costumes. That's wow. And write fan fiction. You can't forget about the fan fiction. I try to. I try really hard. It almost works sometimes. Then some jackass reminds you about it. Yes. Speaking of jackasses, it's about time we wrap this up. Yeah. Because I think we got a lot of material here. It's that Neil could actually uh, take uh, several weeks of post shows of Power Rangers and. Yikes. There's at least about two or three hours of us just ripping on Power Rangers (laughs) with more than one guest. Yeah. It's. We just keep going back to it because it's such an easy target. Well, thanks. we ought to let uh, we ought to let Matt do a little plug. Thank you, um, DVD <laughs> Pod Blast. We've got another one coming up on Sunday that we're doing. What are you I, doing? I'm not going to tell you, but I can tease you Secret. by saying that the one of the one of the characters in this movie used to be an old school hottie that I loved. So you'll have to wait and see. Check out DVD Pod Blast. We rip bad movies. We've been doing it for way too long. Speaking of masochism, and uh, hope you like it. Oh, and I was I was going to mention earlier. I mentioned Darren, who was also on Power Rangers as an extra. If you you've seen him before, he's in that uh, he's in the the IHOP commercial. He's the guy in Lederhosen. Oh, Strusel. Oh, he has a new spot out with Jason Alexander. So look for it there. Jason yes. Alexander. It's uh, yes. Jason Alexander has a great career, such as hosting the roast of William Shatner. Why does everyone who's inspired by me turn out to be so fat and talentless? <laughs> That's what William Shatner said about Jason Alexander. Hey, that kid's supposed to be 80, and I think he looks pretty good for 80. Yeah, he does. Yeah. It's You're going to cry when he dies. You oh, we kid. love William Shatner on this show. If we can get William Shatner on for Star Trek the Animated Series, that'd be great, but that won't ever happen. Wow. Didn't know they did that. We would just be quiet the full. <laughs> we would just let him do it. We would just, no, just, <laughs> just reverence. We no, would love to talk about anything. We love to talk about George Takai. We would love to talk about his writing, his novel career. We'll talk about, let him talk about tech wars. We will just let him talk. 
oh, just lob up softballs and just see where he goes with it. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be great. Neil, you want to be on that? <laughs> I would love to be, but I'd be afraid to talk. No, I just let him talk. I just let him go on and on and on and just, you know, be like, awesome. We have William Shatter talking about tech wars. So I saw something interesting on uh, the internet today. Somebody was asking a question of who would win a fight between Harrison Ford and Liam Neeson. That was me. Liam Neeson. I know. I want to throw in my two cents and go. I'm, I'm, I'd go old school. I think I want to. I want to pick Liam Neeson, but I can't. I'd have to go Harrison Ford. Uh, no, Harrison Ford uh, has to turn everything over to Shia LaBeouf, so Liam Neeson wins. The oh. game over. See, my my argument for that was that that Harrison Ford would shoot first. So yeah, right. and I didn't specify that when I asked the question. I said no lightsabers and bull whips. Oh, I thought that I thought that was a good bit. Yeah. So my so I that's my vote. For all eternity, let me let me vote. By, by the way, guys. By the way, guys. Little known hint. Little known tip. Do you know why Shia LaBeouf has the career he has right now? Why? Because Steven Spielberg continually, repeatedly says that Shia LaBeouf is the next Tom Hanks. You know, I see it. And I hear there's a lost episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> if you just say it enough. People will believe it. No, I'm, I'm serious. You can actually look up interviews where Steven Bilksberg says, Oh, yeah, I love using Shia. He is the next Tom Hanks. He reminds me of a young Tom Hanks. He is great. Right? <laughs> Steven, Steven, Steven. So I think I'm, Dementia took Steven before uh, George. I think George is just demented. I, I think he just was better at hiding it. Steven or George? Steven. Until I mean, he said Shia LaBeouf is the next Tom Hanks. Yeah, up until well, that maybe moment, maybe, maybe, maybe he meant bosom buddies era Tom Hanks. Even then, it's just it's not right. Well, come on, you have two guys that want to <laughs> that want to live in a nice cheap apartment, you know. Let's put it this way, Ben. Gosh, you got to do what you got. If you if you and a friend, let's say Neil, maybe not, but let's for example, <laughs> if you and Neil were in that situation, and the only way you could get that badass apartment would you take to dressing like a woman yes or no no there you go lying makes baby jesus cry i know you would (laughs) the ill no it's only 300 a month liars free cable right across the street from a 7-eleven come on (laughs) (laughs) and they have power rangers on tv all day Oh, not exactly an enticing offer there, Ben. That's not an incentive. <laughs> Anyways, let's wrap this up. It's uh, you know. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so uh, this is a this is Ben saying goodnight and. Uh, TV's Mr. Neil. JT from Saskatoon. And uh, Matt from uh, DVD Podblast. Thanks for having me. No problem. Buenos noches, people. Great to have you. It's a. So everybody, just remember you you can and are allowed to enjoy Power Rangers. It's a, we know we know we've been a little harsh on the show and uh, and the franchise, but that's because we care. Well, we go back to watching cartoons next week. We're going back to watching cartoons this weekend. Oh yeah, that's right. But uh, no, we no, it's uh, we, we we thank the Power Rangers fandom for being good sports, and you just keep on shining on you crazy diamonds.
<laughs> Good night. So long. Goodbye. <laughs>